Welcome to Two Inches Off the Ground. When you are enlightened, you live your life two inches off the ground. I am so excited to bring you the holiday gift guide. So you have great resources to buy gifts for your loved ones who are metaphysical or yourself. I mean, why not treat yourself? I'm so excited also to bring to you today this amazing author. Her name is Renee Fleury. She's one of the most highly metaphysical people I've ever met. She is just who she is. She's such a unique person and that's why I love her so much. We reconnected probably after eight, nine years through social media and through this podcast. And Renee is someone I would describe as a real writer. This is someone who works on her books, works on her craft and Every single book becomes better and better and better. And I'm always just seriously so impressed with her ability and her talents and her writing. And today she's going to talk to us not only about her metaphysical book, because it has the element of time travel in it. And it has, I don't want to give too much away, but it may have, you know, a ship that goes into different times and then. We have Nikola Tesla as a character, and she does a phenomenal job with that. And it's also in the steampunk genre. The book is called Building Steam by Renee Fleury. So if you want to just look it up now, there's a link in the show notes. You can just see what it says. Look at the cover art, and here's a description. Sky Captain Kira Hawk has been running from herself for a long time. She's headstrong, set in her ways, and beyond stubborn. Beneath all of that, however, is a caged bird who longs for freedom from her many troubles. When she finds herself immersed in a dangerous conspiracy in an alien realm, it's time to stop running. In an effort to repair her badly damaged airship, she enlists the help of a young mechanic by the name of Nikola Tesla, who comes aboard a little too willingly. In a world where loyalty is fleeting, Kira must rely on her untested crew and put her life into the hands of the pirate who nearly took hers. And it's such a good read. I can't say enough about it. Welcome, Renee. We're so happy to have you back. Thanks. It's great to be back. And Renee spoke to us about spirit marriage. And it was such a fascinating episode. And she was so brave. And I want to start out by defining what steampunk fiction is for our listeners and why did you want to write a steampunk novel? So steampunk is, I consider it its own genre. It is the combination of science fiction and fantasy and Victorian era history. So that was, uh, it's usually set in the late, mid to late 1800s. And the premise is that you have their history, their fashion, etiquette, technology, and really the only kind of rules are that you can't have internal combustion engines. Things have to largely run on steam power. I never knew that. So when I think of steampunk, I think of Jules Verne. Is that correct? Yes, so Jules Byrne is considered largely to be kind of like the father of steampunk at that time where it's set in things like time travel. You do have like machinations and cool gadgetry, stuff like that. Jules Verne, for example, you can have that futuristic machine in there. So I think Jules Verne was the first acknowledgement of a computer. I'm pretty sure that was him. 
I think, yeah, I think you're right on that. And with the futuristic technology, that's what makes steampunk so fun and so interesting. It's also called retrofuturism. It's if the future had been invented or had happened yesterday, as in the, the late 1800s. So it's a lot of fun, and there's so many different avenues you can go down. And um, a lot of times they use famous authors like Jules Verne. You'll see H.P. Lovecraft and people like Nikola Tesla, or Nikola Tesla is a big one. So why did you want to write a steampunk novel? I have always been fascinated by the genre. I've always thought it was a lot of fun. My grandfather grew up, he was always making all sorts of crazy inventions, so that explains a lot. (laughs) I was kind of in a dark place, and I needed something to really get me out of it, and so I came up with this character that I wanted to dress up for for my first ever steampunk event, and her name ended up being Sky Captain Kira Hawk. I love her. (laughs) Thank you. She's the protagonist, you guys, of the novel. Go ahead, Renee. Yes, Kira is my protagonist. She ended up becoming my primary steampunk character. She is a badass. She (laughs) is the bitch in charge. But, of course, she has her own problems, like we all do. And I wanted something new and exciting, but also something that... Steampunk is something that I looked at from afar and really just wanted to get into. So I ended up creating a book around the character and then I ran with it because I was having so much fun getting into it What a time during a time when I needed it the most. I have read extensively about Nikola Tesla. He was a very quirky person, especially for the time, and obviously insanely brilliant. Your character of Nikola Tesla in the book is spot on in regard to voice, accent, and character development. So great job on that. Uh, What is your fascination with Tesla? And by the way, I love him too. And why did you choose to fictionalize him for this book? It's funny. I hadn't thought about Tesla in like, I don't know, 10 years. It was a long time. And one night I was trying to think of the plot for this book and the name Nikola Tesla popped into my head. I was laying in bed and all the plot downloaded. I was like, oh, wow, I have like this great idea. And now I know where I'm going with the story. I can write it. I started doing research on Nikola Tesla oh, wow, he's a lot more fascinating than I realized. He was an incredibly brilliant person, and I very quickly fell in love with him in an historical sense, like of, wow, this guy is awesome. And so I I felt almost a kinship to him in a way because of his quirkiness, as strange as it may sound. I saw a lot of myself in this person, maybe because he mm. um, he was such an eccentric man, and he thought completely differently from anyone else. And so, I'm no stranger to being the outsider. What are you talking about? Uh, You're so normal. Uh, yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> I try to be, and look where that's gotten me. <laughs> so, I thought he was a great character, uh, historically like speaking, and he made an absolutely amazing, wonderful addition to my novel. And I tried to get his personality as best I could. And 
You did. Do him justice. Thank you. I tried to do him justice. And especially in an historical sense, I didn't want him to be completely sensationalized and fictionalized. I just wanted to borrow him for the sake of the story and then give him back, which is exactly what I did. That's a perfect way to describe it because I have really, honestly, Renee, read extensively about him. And I thought you captured him perfectly and the way he contributed to the plot was perfect you weren't trying to overdo it because you could you could really overdo it in a bad way with that and I thought it was done really really well so I just want to commend you on that one thing that I admire about you that I don't have as much is uh your visual talent. Thus, your book's artwork is beautiful as your attention is to detail when you dress up like the characters, especially Kira Hawk. I know that you just did your 30 days of cosplay on Instagram. Can you just say that account really quickly? Uh, Druid of Mount Arsenic. I am going to put that in the show notes because the way that Renee dresses up, it's like nothing you've ever seen. So you dress up like the characters, especially your protagonist, Kira Hawk. Can you explain to people what cosplay is? Yeah, so cosplay is costume play. It's mm. You're just having a lot of fun getting dressed up. In the steampunk community, we have these events. We're like-minded folk. We get to hang out, meet with our friends, sometimes we drink. <laughs> That's usually the after parties. And we just have a fun time. It's like... It's like playing dress up as a kid, but as an adult, you have the budget to do so. And, <laughs> and yeah, yeah, you're putting your own creativity into play. And it's in a completely it's like a completely different medium for us creative folks. And some people are into it and some people aren't. I do have many different avenues that I take my cosplay. I enjoy very much being the sky captain. My license plate... <laughs> Actually, oh boy, sky capped. Uh, yeah, <laughs> that's amazing. <laughs> that yeah, like I made a name for myself and it worked, so I ran with it. So I am the sky captain, and actually, I this month, admittedly, I gave up halfway through on the thirty-one days of cosplay because I got bored and busy. But um, there's a lot out there, there people can look at. Yeah, and I do things. I do things for anything from steampunk. I've dressed up as Hindu gods. I do yep. fairies. I do pirates. I do all sorts of things. And I just have a lot of fun with it. And again, it's just another creative outlet. And for people like me, that's very important. There's a time and a place for everything, right? So like, mm -hmm. we don't go into work if we work a normal nine to five, which you don't really work a normal nine to five, but you know what I'm saying? And you're not like, hey, my gin's talking to me today and I do no. cosplay <laughs> and, you know, you don't, you don't do all that. But do you feel there's still a stigma around cosplay? Like these people are, I don't I'm trying to say this in the nicest way I can. These people are kind of nuts. Like this is weird that they're doing it or you're just like, I don't care. There are still some people that are like, oh, that's so lame. But you know what? I don't hang out with those people and they're yeah. welcome to watch football and do whatever makes them happy, <laughs> work on their cards. And there's nothing wrong with that. It's just something else that makes somebody different, tick differently than I do. When I do meet people, especially if I'm like trying to go on a date or something, like typically they tend to be some of the nerdier people. And that's how we relate to each other. And I think that in the past several years, the cosplay scene, I've seen it expand greatly. 
And more often than not, people are like, oh, that's really cool. And sometimes they'll say, oh, what do you dress up as? A lot of them think of Comic-Con, and they're like, oh, yeah. you do superheroes. Yeah, and I go, no, I don't, but I think that's really cool, too, if you can create your own, like, Captain America costume out of, like, nothing. You out know, of toothpicks, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> that's awesome. You can also steampunk those things. I've seen steampunk Darth Vader, which was badass. And I've seen steampunk Buzz Lightyear. Um, wow, that's cool. Yeah, so I think that definitely some of the stigma has gone away. And it's just another way of getting out there to have fun. And I personally like to bring my story to life. And when I'm bending my book, I will actually dress up as my characters, usually as the Sky Captain. It helps for me to market the book. I cannot say that enough because I remember seeing that Instagram of you where you were at the Tesla Museum and I thought you were dressed up and they really loved you. They really embraced you. And it's so much more interesting, especially in a book like yours, where you're you're dressed up and you can do that. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And I may do that with the novel I'm working on now. Now, my first novel was on Vladimir Putin, so I'm not dressing up like that. <laughs> no one likes him and I don't look like him. But yeah, I, I could see doing that for my second. So maybe I'll go to you for some advice. But what I love is that I can see this side of you on Instagram because it's Renee expressing herself. And I think it's so beautiful. And I think it's amazing that people do this. I have long story short, accidentally been to Comic-Con and it's really cool to see everyone dressed up. And it's just, it's, it's an interesting avenue that you just don't see every day. And I agree that the stigma is going away. I agree with that, especially with this younger generation. I love this younger generation because a lot of times they just don't give a fuck. They're like, I'm going to do what I'm going to do. And if you don't like it, go screw. Like, I don't care. So I, I'm glad. (laughs) And I also am glad you mentioned that as adults, you have to pay for these outfits and they're expensive a lot of the time. It it takes money, it takes time, it takes effort, dedication. It does. Um, There's a lot of dedication into it. You don't have to have a huge budget. In fact, there's plenty of panels I've seen at these events and people do virtual panels saying cosplaying on a budget or steampunking on a budget. You can make something pretty darn cool with I don't know, 50 bucks, or it doesn't have to be a lot, and you don't have to go full tilt. If you want to go to one of these things, you don't have to dress up, but if you want to, I don't know, order a set of goggles and a top hat off of Amazon or something, or go to the thrift store and buy a $10 dress that looks kind of old-fashioned, maybe, and just have fun with it, because you can go crazy, and you can spend a lot of money on some phenomenal costumes. You can also just not spend a lot and still look great and have a great time. Great advice. Great advice for my aspiring cosplay listeners. I like that so much. I loved your book. I devoured it in a week and gave it five stars on Amazon. And by the way, everyone needs to do that. Buy Renee's book, five stars on Amazon. I highly recommend buying Building Steam by Renee Fleury as a gift for yourself or your loved one this holiday season. Renee, I'm going to put your Amazon link in the show notes so the listeners can buy it immediately. But please tell everyone where we can find your exceptional novel, Building Steam by Renee Fleury. You can go to theskycaptain.com. 
And the link to Amazon is right there on the front page. It says Adventure Awaits, and you could just click it. On the website, there's actually um, there's media from other interviews and panels I've been on. I have a reading of myself, like reading my book at Tesla's lab from a couple of years ago. And there are character bios, and they're told in the form of wanted ads. The wow. advertisements, yeah, they are actual wanted ads of four of the characters, including Tesla. And there's some fun things on there, and. You can find me on Instagram on that particular, for the book, it's Sky Captain Hawk, or you can just go to Drew to Mount Arsenic and see my everyday cosplays and whatever else I'm up to. Mostly plants. <laughs> yeah, you are really into plants. So perfect. Uh-huh. You gave all the socials, everything. We really appreciate you. Until next time. Live your life two inches off the ground. Thank you so much for being here, Renee. You were awesome. Oh, my God. Thank you so much for having me. Happy holidays to you, Jennifer, and to everyone listening.